0: we can just get a little head faked by people telling us to define success in one way like oh success as a writer means having a massive platform you know it's like hey what if success as a writer means finishing something (laughs) could that just be like what if that's the goal
1: welcome to the find your voice podcast a show where we believe in the power of the written word to create positive change in your personal life your community and the world i'm your host allison Fallon. Whether you're an aspiring author or someone who swears they're not a real writer, we're here to show you how a regular practice of writing will help you access your intuition, make an impact, and find your voice. Join me for interviews with authors, writing prompts, and stories of how even simple words change lives. today's episode of the Find Your Voice podcast, I talk with Tim Schur, the COO of StoryBrand, the right-hand man to Donald Miller, and the guy behind the scenes that you might never know was there, but without whom nothing would be the same. Tim is the guy who catches all the errors that no one else catches, who's thinking like the customer and anticipating problems before they even happen. So in other words... He is solving problems so that you never have to deal with them. And I'm telling you, I've known Tim for a long time and he always, always has a smile on his face. So when Tim told me that he wanted to write a book, I jumped at the opportunity to help. I was curious about the mindset behind the success that Tim has had and what makes him so full of joy all the time. The book he's working on is all about that. It's about the mindset that will completely change the way that you see yourself at work. It'll change the way you see yourself in relationships. It'll change the way that you see your purpose in the world. On today's episode, Tim talks about how to own your mindset, how to make small progress every day. And he shares the mantra that he used that helped him make progress on his book, even during a particularly demanding time of his life. So if you've ever wondered what your purpose is, If you've ever wondered why some people just seem to be happier and more successful than other people, then today's episode is exactly for you. So is Tim's book, which you'll be able to read soon enough. I hope you enjoy getting to know my friend Tim and our Find Your Voice client. Let's dive right in. All right. I'm so excited to be talking to my good friend, client of Find Your Voice, Tim sure, grateful to be here with you. Thanks for joining us. Of course. I'll start with the question we always start with with these interviews, which is what does it mean to you to find your voice?
0: It's taken me this long to decide to write a book because I really wanted to have something to say that I, I thought would be helpful to people hmm. and you know I've, I've taken a different approach uh, in other areas of my life and about 10 years ago, I thought I was going to be a musician. Like I, I, that was kind of my dream. I wanted to be a musician. (laughs) And so I I've always been somebody who's been, you know, more apt to want to move forward. Like, let's just keep moving, you know, control what you can control. Let's keep moving forward. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, have a career as a musician, but let me just keep moving and release records and go out and try to you know, create a wave. And, you know, you have to have 10 fans before you have 100. So let's just go find 10. Right. So yeah, I I feel like I, 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 I'm happy about what I learned through that process. uh, But I also am 10 years later, not doing music. So in a lot of ways, it was a failure. But you can learn (laughs) from so much of that. And I feel like I'm set up now in my life, because of all the things that I learned from, you know, 10 years ago, trying to, you know, follow a dream and a passion. And but what I also learned from that is there is some value as well on the the other side of you know perfecting the craft or you know really pausing and thinking and being a little bit more strategic about the content, the way it's released. You know, and so I feel like I've I've now that I'm trying to work on this book project and, and find my voice in a different kind of way than I ever had before, I've I've taken a lot of time. Just figuring that part out and and trying to land on what is it that I want to say? What could I be an authority on? Where do I have experience? Where where does my passion align with where I feel like I could offer some value to other people? And so it's been a journey, but I I feel like I am finding my voice. And Mm. um, yeah, it's it's a journey just like it is for anybody else, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think it's really wise of you that the approach you talked about of just wanting to really drill down and figure out, like, what is the thing I want to say? Because, you know, I think a lot of us have this sense that we want to have an impact on the world. We want to, you know, create some sort of change. But I would imagine that, and I know this from experience, actually, from working with people and trying to, you know, get their ideas down on paper, that although we have that general sense that we want to have impact or we want to create this, this change in the world, a lot of us haven't really identified what we mean by that. Like, what kind of change do you want to create in the world? Or what is the thing that I'm trying to say to people? What's the legacy that I want to leave behind with my words or my actions? And so I think it's really wise of you that you've taken the time, you know, in your life, not only in your life through your career, but also with this book, you've really taken the time to sit down and figure out what's the one thing I want to say. So I'm curious now that you are we'll talk more in a little bit about where you're at with your book, but now that you're to the point where you've kind of defined the thing that you want to say and you have it down on paper, how would you, how would you say that in just a couple of sentences? What's the thing you want to say to the world?
0: I've learned a ton from people that are in behind the scenes roles. And some of my closest friends are in those types of positions. And I just think that there's a a group of people that, are just doing remarkable work and you 've never heard their names before mm, yeah. and so one thing that we do at our company a lot is we do what we what are called shout outs and so at the end of every staff meeting we go around and say you know shout out the quality work that people are doing that's often unnoticed uh, but mm. we feel like should be recognized and so what I what I love about that is in so many companies there's a whole batch of work that just is never seen or understood, but it's yeah. making such a difference. And so I've just come to appreciate all of that type of work, not only in our company, but also as you just look across you know, the business landscape, there's just so much of that that's happening. And there's a lot of people behind the scenes that I just want to um, speak to. And, and I feel like I can put myself in their shoes and try to help them navigate what a life uh, what a successful career can look like uh, in the role that they yeah. have right now.
1: Yeah. Like you've said to me so many times, what what your career can look like if you're not looking for attention or to be in the spotlight, but if you're really looking to make an impact. Can you talk a little bit about the work that you do? Because I think it gives great context for, we'll move into talking about the book and the content of the book, but the job that you have gives great context for why you're even writing this book.
0: Yeah, so it's it's just crazy that you know you have business leaders uh, or people in business that have spent a ton of money in college, feeling like they were going to be prepared to you know be a professional and go out and get a job, and um, what what they've realized is, wow, what I learned through college or you know from my work experience so far is just not really preparing me for. Workforce. And so, Mm -hmm. what we do is we really try to make business simple. And so, we take concepts like marketing and communication, or even things like creating a mission statement, guiding principles for your company, uh, all sorts of different topics that are really important in business. And how do we simplify all of that and distill it down to here's what you truly need to know and Mm -hmm. present it in a way that people can really apply? regardless of uh, the type of company that they're in.
1: I'm obviously such a huge fan of the work that you guys are doing. I've done work right alongside of you, um, but all my friends work with you yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So um, <laughs> you guys are are producing all this content that's super helpful to business leaders. You know, I know from being behind the scenes with you, you're creating these sets to capture the content where there's dozens of people on set, there's hair and makeup, there's camera people, there's lighting, there's a director, whatever, all, all the people that you would imagine on a video or on a podcast set, tons of work goes into creating these pieces of content that you're providing to business owners. And only one or two or maybe three people are actually on the camera or on the microphone talking about what you do. So Um, Adding that context for our listeners, because I think it's really important to what you're talking about in your book, which is that so often in our jobs, we're doing things where, um, well, and in your job in particular, you're kind of behind the scenes on this really amazing production of a set where the job that you're doing isn't necessarily recognized by the end user or by the viewer. So talk about your experience in that role and how that's connected to why you wanted to Write this book.
0: The shift for me has happened when now that I'm settling into this idea that a behind the scenes role, you know, being a a part of a team, a piece of a, a greater whole, and and finding contentment there, I think that's actually brought me all of the meaning and and everything that I had had hoped for. And so we have an amazing team of people and each of us has to play our part for the thing to work, you know, our CEO, Don, you know, he's up on stage teaching this stuff. And, you know, he's writing books and giving keynotes and, you know, is on every single podcast episode. And, and you also have Kula and JJ and, you know, they're, they're very much, they have roles very similar to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I really love being somebody behind the scenes, helping them be successful in their roles. And so, you know, you're, you're just talking about, we have courses that we're releasing, and there's so many different people there you know, people on the camera or a director or whatever. So I spend a ton of my time you know just watching the content that's being delivered and making sure that it's uh presented in the best possible way. so the person that is watching it and consuming it has the best possible experience, therefore, they're able to um not worry about the production or be thinking about anything but the content itself and then how can they apply that to their business yeah. so but I love what I get to do. I, yeah. I actually love being able to be a critic in a lot of ways and, and just helping, you know, our presenters shine. And so every single person has to play their role. So that's yes. I feel like what I really am passionate about. And, and I feel like I spend a lot of my time thinking about.
1: Well, and I think the problem is that so many of us run into is that the roles that we play in our lives can feel really thankless Regardless of whether, you know, I guess you could say in my work life, I I do have a bit of a spotlight, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there aren't other roles in my life where the role I play doesn't feel thankless, you know, mm-hmm. being a new mom, I'm thinking like, yeah, so many of the things that oh, you do, yeah. you wake up in the middle of the night and feed a baby and it's just like, nobody's sitting there going like, good job, way to go.
0: yeah, yeah. go, <laughs>
1: congrats, you're racing a yeah. human. So yeah, what do we do when the roles that we're playing in our lives feel thankless and we wish that we got more credit?
0: Yeah, it's so much this internal battle. There's a book that I read from uh, some guys, Chip and Dan Heath, it's called Made to Stick. And they were talking about marketing, but I think it's so applicable to just life. You know, they were talking about like, hey, we can't demand attention, we must attract it. And so, you know, I started looking at my life and seeing, okay, where am I demanding attention, but where, where am I actually attracting attention? Like, what is, where do my skills align with, um, you know, these, these areas where maybe I am attracting attention? And so, you know, I went from trying to be a musician, and then uh, I filled in as tour manager. And so a tour manager is somebody who's kind of gathering all the details and is, you know, keeping the tour on schedule. And yeah. um, everyone knows where they need to be and when. And, you know, when you get into the tour bus and, you know, the bus driver needs to know where they're heading next, you know, and is their hotel booked. And, you know, I started, you know, finding that I had an aptitude for the details and, you know, for some reason I just really love that kind of stuff and and I'm good at it. You're very good at it.
1: You're very good at it. I,
0: I started attracting attention and I started getting more calls to be a tour manager than I was to, you know, be a supporting act on a tour to play music for myself. And so, that evolved into, okay, I like the detail side of it, uh, but I also really still like the strategy side of music and thinking through tours. And and so I actually, over a series of years, ended up transitioning into being an artist manager. So I worked alongside musicians doing that. Um, and, you know, and then I started working with Don now eight years ago, and a lot of those same skill sets that I was really building and developing and, you know, artist management, I was able to use working alongside Don a- as we started growing this company. And so, you know, he as a visionary leader, the guy who's writing books, and I was able to kind of come alongside him and help keep things organized and, you know, mm-hmm. help execute the vision that that he he had. And, and I'm still doing that today, you know, so yeah. our team's bigger now, but I, I feel like it's just been this journey of finding where am I attracting attention and where am I demanding it? And let me spend a little bit more time in the areas that I, I feel like I'm, I'm not having to swim upstream, like <laughs> we're yeah, these downstream sure. kinds of moments. And, and I'd say the same thing for people who are maybe trying to find their voice, like, what is the thing that you feel like you're, you know, able to just go downstream rather than swimming upstream? And where are people looking to you for advice? Or wh- where are you? getting those questions asked where you can, you know, go in and be helpful and offer the most value. So, yeah, yeah. I try to just spend, you know, it's a, it's a process, but these days I I just try to spend more time going downstream.
1: Yeah. Like finding some ease you know, yes. where the ease, the ease lies. You just
0: don't have to try so hard. It's easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, I know. It's, it's just such a grind the other way. And um,
1: really when is. you actually
0: just kind of exhale, it, it feels like the difference between being close fisted and, you know, like open hands. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's just so much harder to grasp and clinch and, you know, rather than just having a bit more of a, like an open palmed posture. And so I feel like sure. I'm just trying to, to live a little bit more of my life that way.
1: So you found this ease in your career, you started working with Dawn, originally it was Storyline, then that evolved into StoryBrand, and then StoryBrand now has evolved into including StoryBrand, but also Business Made Simple, and you're kind of like, you're still doing the same thing you've always done, which is, you know, managing the details and directing the ship, and the other thing I said that you're really good at, which is standing back from a thing and, and watching what's happening, and then... Tweaking the details to really perfect Mm -hmm. the process. So you found that in your career, and then you find yourself in this place where you're working behind the scenes, and you decide you want to write a book about what it's like to work behind the scenes. But (laughs) why? Like, what was it that made you want to do that?
0: It it started as just a bit of a dream. I've been so inspired by people who have written books, and I'm like, that would be so cool. What? What an experience. Mm. And um, I also knew it would be really challenging. And for some reason, I like doing hard things, you know, <laughs> something that you have to have a bit of learning and development, like always growing and continuous improvement is is a, a thing that I love. So uh, chasing down a big project like that seems like a, a fun thing to do. It really started there. And, you know, the more I got into it, the more I, I was learning about the publishing industry and. You know, just fascinated by by the journey, and you know, tried to sit down at a computer and just write a book, but having no idea what that even looked like. <laughs> and so you, what kind of just started as a dream became a, a project. And I hear authors talk about writing books as though it's a grind. Like no one, no one sits down to write and like really enjoys sitting <laughs> yeah. down to write. And I'm like, they love after they love yeah. having written.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah
0: And so I'm like, wow, that doesn't sound that fun. But if that's kind of part of this gig, then I don't know, I guess, I mean, let's just go and see, you know, how that that works. But I, I started thinking just out into the future and I'm like, okay, so if I write a book, what would I like to do after that? Like, well, it'd be fun to, you know, write multiple books. Like, okay, well, what would make that possible? And for me, I just realized with, you know, all the responsibilities I have at home and at work. I'm not trying to change careers. I'm just trying to, you know, it almost feels like a passion and a hobby and just like a fun little project to work on to keep I, I love sharing ideas. So this felt like a really fun way to to do that. Almost like a passion project as much as anything else. Yeah. I I wanted to enjoy the process. That just didn't feel like sure. a crazy ask. It's like, wait, yeah. so couldn't we just write a book and it be fun? Because if <laughs> it's fun, I'd want to do it again. You know? And yeah, so yeah. I just started figuring out, okay, what would make this fun? And how can I not make this a grind? And um, what I do uh, so much at work that I just really love is, okay, I have this, there's this vision. A lot of time that vision comes from Don and he's just unbelievable to work with. I mean, it's just so fun to be a part of a team that makes his dreams or, and ideas and visions come to life, you know? So Mm -hmm. I've, I've loved that. And so then we take this vision and we pull a team of people together and we make sure everyone's really clear about what part of that they own. And you kind of outline, okay, what all needs to happen to make this possible? And what do we need to learn? Like what experiences need to have to make this possible? Okay, what are the deadlines and, you know, everyone doing their piece. And so I love that part of my job. And so I just decided I was going to make this book project a lot like that. I'm like, okay, let me just pull together a team of people that I like, that I enjoy, yeah. you know, that I would enjoy working with, that I also feel like is uber talented and could help me with the vision that I have at the quality standards that I, you know, would have for a project like this. And so, you know, my friend Brian is a literary agent, and he, you know, said to me one day, he's like, Hey, you know. Uh, we can just be friends. But if you ever do want to work together, it'd be really fun to work <laughs> together on a project. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because I've been, you know, wanting to ask you the same thing, if you would be interested in, in working together at some point. And so, you know, Brian came on as a Larry agent. And then, you know, he helped me through this process of, you know, what does it look like to have a book idea? And then how does that get ready to be pitched to a publisher? And, you know, and then he's my guide through that. And, one thing that we were talking about is, man, if, if you don't have much time to be able to really sit down and, and carve out time to write, but you have all of these ideas, like there there is a difference between an author and a writer. And that actually hadn't, I didn't, that was new to me. I never really considered that idea that you can yeah. be an author without like being a writer. And so I'm wanting to enjoy this process, right? So it's like, okay, so it sounds like I need to bring some writers onto the team. <laughs> and knowing you worked out really great. I'm like, okay, I I really love Allie and would love to work with her and her team and so we started talking and it just ended up being a really great fit that yeah. I worked with you and your team on the book proposal and ended up getting that proposal over to a couple different publishers and had some people give us, you know, offers and we chose a publisher to go with to help publish the actual book and so But through that journey, I feel like I'm just wanting to curate, be more of a curator of of content and pulling together a great team of people where everyone's kind of playing their role, operating out of their strengths. And I feel like it's really setting me up to have this book writing process be really enjoyable. And and we still got a ways to go, but I feel like we're 10, 12 months in now since we first started working together on the book proposal. and. It's fun for me. So, yeah, I did.
1: I'm glad you're yourself. So <laughs> I want to talk about the difference between a writer and an author really quickly yeah. because I think that there's still we've talked about this a few times on the podcast, but there's still a lot of people who don't know that not all authors write their own books. And that's true. It's a thing. There a lot of times the books that you see on the bookshelf are not necessarily written, like not every word mm-hmm. is written on the page by the person whose name is on the front of the cover. One of the things I think that we do really differently at Find Your Voice from how a lot of ghostwriters operate is we really rarely, if ever, will just write a book for an author. I I really like to include authors in as much of the process as they're willing to participate in because even though – I mean, so backing up for just a second, there's something about two people just contributing their skill set to the execution of a product. So you have one person who's a great writer – and they're going to contribute that skill set to the project. And another person who has an amazing idea that needs to be shared with the world, and they can contribute that skill set to the project. And the the finished product can be a book that you read. And that doesn't need to be like a, a bad thing. But I find that when authors participate as much as possible in the actual writing of the book, the finished product ends up being better. Mm-hmm. It just ends up being stronger because there's something about you, Tim, actually sitting down to the page and Penning as much of these words as you mm-hmm. can on your own that helps you to process through the ideas, so that by the time yeah. the ideas make it to the end user, they're really they're really what you mean to say. Yeah. So the reason I say all of that—that's a long preface—preface preface to say I would really love for you to talk to our listeners about the writing process because yes, you have a really busy job that takes demands a lot of your time and energy. You have a busy family life. You've got two young kids. You have a wife, Katie, who's a friend of mine. You've got – you have all these things happening. So we have this idea in our minds that, like, the writing process requires, you know, hours and hours of free time, which you don't have. So yeah. how what does writing look like for you?
0: The book proposal, I feel like the biggest piece in terms of content was you're, you're figuring out, okay, what do we want each of these chapters to say yeah what should the flow be which chapter should come before the other and then you're you know actually digging into a couple different chapters and and really flushing them out I feel like I was on one or two phone calls a week with Annie who's on your team Mm -hmm. and I would be driving home from work I'd have 45 minutes and she and I would just talk on the phone (laughs) and you know I'm I'm processing all that okay the chapter what if it was this story into this story into this story you know and so She's, you know, trying to figure out, okay, what's the controlling idea of this story or of this chapter and I'm able to, to kind of help me log some of that and, you know, really think it through and, and be another critical thinker on, you know, how this could be best presented. And so the first way I feel like was just being able to talk it out with somebody. Yeah, We made a ton of progress. I was able to add a lot of, uh, of you know, content by just talking it out, you know, with, with Annie. That's one way but you know what i just you know sent over to her this week was each of these chapters are probably going to be about 4000 words somewhere in that in that mm-hmm. range and i actually have about 3000 of those words that i had you know written that i had sent over to her okay so how did i get the 3000 words well I have a photo, which I wish I could show all this of you. This is
1: my favorite part of the story. I was yeah. hoping you were going to talk about this.
0: <laughs> I wish I could show this photo, but, you know, people I, I would imagine are like, how, you know, you have a job, you know, where's the time come from? <laughs> you know, I was telling you that like, sometimes our daughter will wake up at you know, six o'clock and so I'll hold her and she'll fall back asleep. And I have, an app called Scrivener on my phone which yeah. syncs up with my computer, you know, which is where I what I use on on the computer to write. And I just go in and write. I've I've written the majority of what I've written on my phone with my thumbs.
1: I love it. I love
0: it. <laughs> you know, it's like is that the best way to write a book? Like I don't know, but I have a I have a goal which is, you know, make small progress on the book every day yeah. and I know I can jump in and add something and in my opinion, making some progress is better than none. So I'll take Agreed. it. I'm just trying to juggle a lot of different balls at the same time. And it's working, you know, and and so yeah. I'm, I'm pulling in teams of people to help out as well. And so it and in no way is a, a, a one person project. But I feel like I'm trying to do my part and, you know, keep the thing moving. And so many other people are doing their part as well. And, and that's what makes it so special is, I heard somebody say once, like, the joy is in the journey. Yeah. I'm just really trying to enjoy the process, you know, look at each piece of it and find, yeah, some joy in that.
1: I love it. I'm so glad you told that part of the story. I was hoping you would because you sent that photo to me, (laughs) like, right in the midst of, I think my daughter was maybe six weeks old at the time or something like that. And I was like, Ah, how do people do how do people get anything done because at six weeks old she just didn't want to be anywhere but in my arms. and you were like hey look you you know you can just find these little moments these little windows that you have where you're you know you might have a sleeping baby on you but you can make tiny little progress in the right direction so I think that's a real encouragement for anybody even somebody who might not be in the process of writing a book, but just somebody who's trying to make progress on yeah. something and feels like they don't have space in their life.
0: Yeah. The other thing I'd say on that is if you have a vision or a dream or something like there's always a way to get it done. You just yeah. gotta be creative, you know? Yeah. Like work with what you have. And so I think that's what I'm also trying to do is like, hey, I I like all these parts of my life and I'm not I don't wanna like skimp on anything. So what are the ways that I can creatively go about writing a book, which just feels crazy. Like if anybody said you should just, it, it, it just wouldn't be crazy for somebody to say, you should just wait till your kids are older. <laughs> you know, like you'll yeah. have a little bit more time. And I'm like, I could, but there's yeah. also just this thing inside of me that I'm like, I, I just, there's something about this book that I just, I, I got to get it out. And so um, you just make it work. And yeah. there's a, uh, a way to, to go about, almost anything, you know, if you're, if you care enough about it, like go figure it out, you can, you can chase it down.
1: Okay. So, so give us the pitch for the book. You're obviously very passionate about it. Tell us the title, tell us why we should all go out and buy a copy, which we can't do yet, but very soon we'll be able to do,
0: (laughs) you know, right now the, um, the title is success is, uh, and it's got like a, a fill in the blank. The book is about, you know, what does it look like to redefine success, to find careers of meaning and impact I want to. I want to take a look at what are all the ways that you know others would define success. You know, culture says a very different thing than my experience. You know, I think if if we were to listen and and act on what culture is telling us, we should make more money. We should have a, a bigger house, more followers on Instagram. You know, it's like all yeah. of these things, like more, more, more. And and I've, I've you know I was talking a little bit about this before, but you know I feel like for me that just hasn't been it that hasn't I wouldn't say that I would define if somebody said okay Tim right like fill in the blank success is I don't think I would write down any of those things yeah and and if we're thinking about like what does it look like to have careers of impact I want to be a part of a team of people that is chasing after stuff that actually is meaningful and has an impact on the lives of others Mm -hmm. like that's one of the ways that I would define success the the journey I feel like for me is to how can we shift our mindset from being so influenced by what culture would say success is, and actually define it for ourselves, and then set up our lives in a way that we can live into that more fully. And you know, I just think that it's going to look a little bit differently, maybe than than you think. Yeah, I'm going to be through this book, kind of offering a bit of a mindset shift for how to go about that, because there's a lot of people that don't feel content in their roles. Yeah. They set out to become a nurse, and they were excited about the idea of being a nurse. And then here they are, and they've taken promotion after pr- promotion, they're leading teams, they're making more money, and like all these things that they thought that they would have wanted, like they, they've kind of lost the passion and the drive for nursing. You know, just as one example,
1: and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. well,
0: how can this person, this nurse, like find contentment and fulfillment and like all the things that that they want out of life? How can they do that without having to change careers? Yeah, or, you know, like what? Wait, no, no, no. What if we don't have to completely start over? Like, how can you find that exactly where you are today? Totally. And I think the the way is, um, you know, just to change your mindset. And so this book is really going to be about helping people shift their mindset from, you know, one way of thinking to another.
1: And I love this. I think you're the perfect person to write this book for a couple of reasons. One, because, well, the first one that comes to mind is that you, I would describe you as a person who's more than just content. Like when I look at your life, you have been showered with blessings. Mm -hmm. And I know you would agree with me about this. Mm -hmm. You've, you're, married to one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> Love your wife. <laughs> you have two beautiful children. You work on a team of people. I think people would be envious of mm-hmm. the work you get to do because you work on a team of people that's fun and that's doing something that's meaningful and that have a great time together and like each other and are nice to each other and you mm-hmm. don't work 90 hours a week and you know all these things. So so I think this positions you uniquely to speak to this issue because I think what I want listeners to hear who I hope will become readers of this book is that not just contentment is possible for you, although contentment is possible, but more than that is possible if you can find a way to do the things you're talking about mm-hmm. where you come into your lane and you find where the ease is and you learn to move with the flow. And you know, you stop fighting to 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 get your attention, you stop demanding the attention and you start attracting attention instead. So the paradigm shifts that you present in this book are, are so important to absolutely anybody who's listening. And I think for me, one of the reasons why I was so drawn to the message that you're talking about is because over and over again, I talk about this with authors, that when if you if you feel like you have a book that you want to write, if you're like Tim and you've got this dream and you're not sure why you have it or you don't know where it's coming from, but you've heard people say things like, well, you can't really ever make money being an author or you've maybe had someone in the publishing industry say to you, like, you need a bigger platform. You need more Instagram followers before you can write a book. Those comments frustrate me to, to no end because there's so much joy to be had in, in the process of taking a thought that we feel is important to share with the world and, and putting it on paper and then getting it into the world in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And Tim, I know you've walked this journey too. And you're finding that you have already found it in your career, but now you're finding it as you put the words down on the page too, that you don't need to have hundred thousand Instagram followers to get a book contract. You don't. And if you spent your days focused on getting a bunch of Instagram followers instead of on what's my message and how do I want to present this to the world, then you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be where you are right now about ready to share this book with your, your readers.
0: There's a a guy named Andy Stanley and, you know, he's written a ton of books and leadership expert. He said, you need to ask this question, which is, who am I here for? And what I love so much about that question, who am I here for? It's different from some of the other questions people would say to ask to find your purpose, like, why am I here? You know? And what I love so much about who am I here for is it's really others centered. Mm -hmm. So it's using all of your gifts and skills and abilities as a, a way to help other people and contribute to their lives in some way. And so for me, I've, I've just tried to spend more time thinking about who am I here for and the type of impact that I could have doing what I'm really good at, but not spending so much time about like, what is my platform? It's like, I, that stuff will take care of itself. And that's not really even the goal. You know, I just feel like there's some reason why this content just won't leave my mind and hasn't for the last four plus years. And so it's not my job to control that piece of like, what will, what type of impact will this have on people? It's like, I don't know. We'll worry about that later. The first (laughs) job is like, how can I just get those words down on paper? So we can just get a little head faked by people telling us to define success in one way, like, oh, success as a writer means having a massive platform. You know, it's like, hey, what if success as a writer means? Finishing something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, amen. To
0: <laughs> that just be like, what if that's the goal? You know, and so you can only control what you can control. I love when people say like, don't focus on the result, focus on the process. And mm-hmm. the, the process for me right now looks like making small progress on my book every day. I can control that. Yeah. And, you know, I just have to find um, some type of rest in that and, you know, letting the the results or everything else kind of take care of itself.
1: Yeah, that's great. Okay. We need to start rounding the corner to the end here, but I know we're going to have people listening who are thinking... They want to read your book Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they can't go buy it just yet because you're still in the middle of writing it. So (laughs) where can they find you and follow along with you so that when your book does come out, they'll be able to purchase a copy.
0: Yeah. You know, my Instagram is, I think the one place online where I spend any time if I am online. So (laughs) just Tim Schur, S-C-H-U-R-R-E-R. It's a little tricky, but
1: I'll link it to that's the the place. place.
0: But yeah. I mean, we're talking about April of 2022. So you guys got some time.
1: We have time. We have time. But we'll have you back on again when the book's about to come out so that people can find you that way too. Tim, thank you as always for sharing your wisdom with us. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to have you as a friend, grateful to get to partner with you in this project and really thankful that you shared your time with us today.
0: Oh, loved it. Thanks so much, Allie.
1: Thanks for listening to the Find Your Voice podcast. We hope this inspires you to pick up a pen and start finding the words that will change your life, your community, and your world. If you liked what you heard today, share with a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't already, check out our website, findyourvoice.com. Subscribe to our Monday Motivation for free and get inspiring writing prompts in your inbox each week. Until next time, happy writing.